It is Thursday, the 19th of May. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. And Shane, music is one of your great loves as well as food and sport and family and so on. But I was intrigued to read the article about ABBA and the concert that's coming up. And it won't be the wonderful four or the fab four that's actually playing. It's the avatars of them. It's amazing how the world's changed and the amount of money people are spending to go and see them. Well, mate, this is amazing, isn't it? 40 years since they played last. And, of course, they broke here in Australia. But, uh, Mm. yeah. At the ripe old age of 70s, they're in their 70s now, I don't think they could play because the, the lyrics would be very different. I reckon, you know, gimme, gimme, gimme be a, a seat after midnight, wouldn't it? And, and they'd be playing for the money, 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 but they'd halfway through the song Waterloo, they'd be singing, I need a loo. That's the ripe old age of 75. You can't get through a long concert, mate, when you're that old, I'm not sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Mamma mia, coming up on the show. Dave Warner's cheeky strategy backfires. Joe Root, of course, named accidentally as English captain. And the Bulldogs pick a coach, and he is a former Bulldog. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. Shane, Dave Warner, he's always been precocious. Uh, even when he started playing for New South Wales, uh, it was the modified version of the game. And, and back then, it was not a lot of T20, but he just exploded in the one-day format. Next thing you know, he'd done it a few times at, at shield level, and away he went. Um, the latest little manoeuvre, this cheeky little strategy <laughs> that he's done at the IPL, it's backfired on him. It has, but um, this of, often happens now in IPL matches. And, and what happened, Dave Warner, he's, looking, he's having a fantastic season over there after being dropped famously last year by his by his franchise. But uh, playing for the Delhi Capitals against the Punjab Kings, um, his partner, um, Safraz Khan, took strike. And then he realised that an off-spinner was bowling, so Warner said, no, no, I will take the first ball of the game. And then proceeded to slice the ball straight to, to backward point and get, get caught. So it backfired on him. But um, as I said, with only limited balls in a T20 match, they want to try and take the most. And they, and they do their match-up pairings pretty well. And they would have said, if he comes on, Warner will take strike. But on this occasion, it didn't work. How appropriate was this Joe Root story? Look, English cricket, <laughs> they've... Look, they've been in a mess, and it has happened quickly, to be honest with you. Uh, as expected, Matt Mott was named uh, white ball coach, and we knew that Brendan McCullum was coach of the test match format for England. They, they're losing executives at the ECB, and and uh, this is this is fairly good, this, uh, naming your old captain as captain when he's not supposed to be captain. I have to say the words, mate, this is fucking hopeless. Like, <laughs> this is embarrassing. Look, it, I love playing and beating England, but... This is all-time low, where now they try and pre-release the team to their their, their lifelong members, and they named the team wrong. Uh, it's all been in the press. Ben Stokes is going to be captain, but they've just left the C against Joe Root's name, 
it's just embarrassing on, on all fronts that even the, the administration, the back backhouse administration, can't even get a simple press release right. Unless Dave Dave Warner got involved and put the C next to his name and it meant something else. Anyway, a <laughs> little bit of tennis news about. Uh, Ash Barty hasn't made a comeback. You're still predicting that she will make a comeback, aren't you, Ash Barty, at some point? 100%. She'll make a comeback to tennis. I think it's just in her mm. – um, it's in her DNA um, and she will get the urge. At some stage, look, she might have a kid beforehand, but I think she'll come back and uh, and I think she'll win again as well. Yeah, the Shane Lee crystal ball. She's young enough, isn't she? But yep. Sam Stos has come out of uh, retirement. Yeah, well, maybe it's time for, for Sam to, uh, to hang him up, I think. And look, she – was really appreciative of Tennis Australia giving her the opportunity to finish in front of a home crowd last year, and she did. And um, but she's strangely come out of retirement to play in in Strasbourg International um, and got flogged six two six one. So I'm not quite sure why she did that. I know she's still going around trying to play some doubles, but uh, yeah, maybe she got the urge. Fair enough too. But yeah, she hasn't had a, a decent first round win in many years. Retirements have changed, haven't they? Like these mm. days, it's almost like uh, you know. I don't know whether John Farnham started it with his concerts. Uh, <laughs> this will be the last time, and then he went yep. on for another twenty-two years. Uh, yep. Golf and Tiger Woods. Uh, no sympathy for Phil Mickelson uh, in and around this uh, drama with the PGA and the Saudi um, Rebel League and so on. Well, look, this is the great divide, isn't it? And we're going to see this. Uh, become more and more evident and Tiger Woods obviously taking the side of the two legends of the game um, Jack Nicholas and Arnold Palmer and their legacy mm. of the PGA and Mickelson choosing now to sit out well Tiger has no sympathy for him at all and said particularly that Mickelson's comments have been polarizing and divisive and so you're really seeing uh, guys now take sides and and I, this will continue as the dollars get um, I suppose dealt out and players start to defect one by one and still on golf what about this can of beer. Well, mate, so they're saying the PGA coming up, it's $27 for, for an average beer. Now, what? now this Saudi rebel tour, they want to get things up and running. Well, they offer, they should Ooh. offer free beer <laughs> at every at every course. That, 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 that'll change people's perceptions quick smart. I wonder if you'd even be able to drink <laughs> on the Saudi tour. Uh, that, that, that would be interesting. <laughs> That's true, isn't it? Um, yeah. Now, Sydney Swans coach John Longmire said his club hadn't even spoken to Dustin Martin or discussed the whole idea of him joining the Swans from the Tigers. He uh, he did this in his media conference yesterday, um, the big uh, Jay Longmire. Well, well, John, I think, is doing this for a number of reasons. Well, he's always said he never comments on people's contracts, even of his own players, and he will not do that for um, players from other clubs, and he's never done that in the past. But he's coming out saying this because there's a lot of young guys in that Sydney Swans team that are doing very, very well this year and are probably ahead of schedule. And, you know, having fear that someone like Dustin Martin could come in to, into that midfield and, and take a spot of one of these young guys would, would make them very nervous. So he's doing that just to downplay. I, know, I don't think he's actually having conversations with um, the Sydney Swans just yet. I think Dustin's still trying to work out whether he's right this year um, and he's getting better game by game and whether he wants to stay long-term in the fishbowl of Melbourne. Yeah, they're flying along, aren't they? The Swans are doing very, yep. very well. All right, yep. stay with us because we've got plenty more to go. George Combosis, wait till you hear what he's not doing ahead of his fines. And the Bulldogs have got a new coach. So Canterbury, Trent Barrett um, resigned or sacked by Phil Gould, whichever 
thought process you want to take on that, but he's no longer there. And uh, Mick Potter, who of course uh, was a you know representative player, played at the Dragons, played a long time at the Bulldogs. He's a steady hand. He's going to take over as coach. Yeah, two-time premiership player at the Bulldogs, and and so has history with the club. But uh, he takes over from Trent Barrett, as you said. Um, but takes over at a time where he's playing West Tigers, a, co- a team that he coached in 2013 and 2014. Look, he's and he's sort of moonlighted around the world a bit, uh, Michael Potter, as a coach uh, in the Super League with the Catalan Dragons, did some time at St. Helens and Bradford as well, the Bradford Bulls. Um, so he's a handy coach, uh, but, you know, it's, it's, it's is it a poison chalice coming into a team that's sort of on the down, or is it an opportunity where they can't go any worse? Well, they can't really, can they? They had that one no. flash in the pan win over the Roosters. Apart from that, mm. they've been abysmal. You know, they, you know, a lot of the players that have come across haven't performed. We've seen Naden go to the Tigers. So Mick Potter may have this opportunity if he can get a run on, because they're not without ability. Uh, they've got the Tigers this week, then they've got the Dragons the following week at home with that traditional game at Belmore, so that's got to help them. They get a couple of wins, and who knows? He may yeah, get no. he may yeah. get a long, longer-term tenure there at um, Belmore. That is, uh, of course, Mick Potter. Now, the Melbourne Storm, talking about long tenures, Craig Bellamy, I love him as a coach. I, I think he's him and Wayne Bennett are the two best, uh, best of all time, yeah. particularly at club level when you look at it. And this may um, just have a, an effect on Cameron Munster, the old idea of uh, Craig Bellamy staying in Melbourne? Well, I don't think Craig Bellamy does anything by accident. And we know that he's contracted to the club to 2027, but he was going to really uh, take a back seat at the end of this year. Um, But all this talk around Munster, as you mentioned then, and whether he'll sign with them, this just feels that Bellamy's going, well, I'll do one more full year um, so I can convince Munster to stay here and get him right. So he's a, a key player at the club. That would be the only reason I don't, think Bellamy needs to coach anymore. He's proven and he's won everything he needs to win. Um, but staying off an extra year as head coach is a, has to be directly related to Munster. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And what a coach yep. he is. Now, what yep. about boxing? Did you ever give up anything before you played a big game, uh, big game of cricket, Shane? <laughs> yeah. Well, Ferocious Cambosis is saying that he sacrificed, so he has a no-sex um, policy mm. before a pre, uh, pre-title world fight. And, you know, Tim, I take that same seriousness into the afternoon sport doing doing this role. There's no sex before any of these um, podcasts, mate. Oh, no, that's right. I've been married, I've been married 16 years. It's a different, different, <laughs> <laughs> <a> different reason. <laughs> what am I talking about? <laughs> oh, imagine if uh, Lorraine's just driving along having a listen. <laughs> oh, the old George Kambosis yeah. uh, having a break for it before he jumps in the ring. <laughs> um, now, now, basketball. What about NBA star Jimmy Butler? He went berserk. He went berserk in the playoffs. Mate, he did. And uh, he's, this is in the Eastern Conference. So Miami Heat playing uh, the Celtics. And they go one up. Butler, 41 points, 27 in the second half. This is the third time postseason. So in, in the finals that he's, he scored 40 points or more. He is red hot at the moment. Red hot. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, look, we've seen a, a few feisty moments in the netball uh, this year where in the past it's it's always been very genteel and friendly generally. And now we've seen a star clobbered by a goalpost after a love tap. Just some really strange news coming out of netball at the moment. And I don't know whether they're trying to pump it up or, or, or the game doesn't have the, the moments that are worthy of, of, of good press. But... Um, the lead story is that a player, Kira Austin, ran into a ran into a pole. That's that's your lead story. Mm. Come on, netball, you can do better than that. 
Yeah, I, th- I think they're trying to get some traction, aren't they? Such a such a well participated sport, isn't it? Netball always the numbers are so high, and um, mm. the crowds uh, live are, are through the roof. They're, they're just always trying to to get to that next level. Um, the game of netball, um, lots and lots of people love it. Now to wrap it up today, look, we got the election on Saturday, and there's there's always been some funny stuff with politicians and sport. We just saw yesterday Scott Morrison <laughs> playing soccer with a little kid, and he barrels him over. Thankfully, the kid was okay. We we've seen Boris Johnson in the past absolutely smash a young bloke playing rugby. John Howard <laughs> trying to bowl and uh, missing the pitch by about five meters. Um, but you you actually. Had a, a former, you know, political slash sporting life yourself. You you captained this prime minister's uh, eleven many times. I did three times, Tim. Uh, twice under John Howard, and we won um, both matches. Uh, we played, we beat England, um, prime minister's eleven, and we beat the West Indies, and um, and also coached under his predecessor, uh, Paul Keating. Now, Johnny Howard, as a the prime minister, was a cricket lover. We all know cricket tragic. He didn't bowl that best ball. He yorked himself. <laughs> but he loved, and he used to actually pick the team and would pick the young guys from around Australia and had a very, very good eye for, for selection. Um, unfortunately, his pre- predecessor, Paul Keating, who I thought was a fantastic prime minister, wasn't a cricket lover, and to the point where we had a the photo call or the photo shoot, uh, myself sitting next to the prime minister post-match after we won the match as well. And he asked me who my best pitcher was. <laughs> now, we all know we, in cricket we don't have pitchers. That's in baseball, Mr. Keating. Yeah, oh, Anyway, exactly. he said, just get the photo and let's move on. <laughs> Imagine if Kevin Rudd was picking the team. Guy Sebastian would have been the batting. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Fantastic sponsors. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. And, of course, our wonderful producer, Mr. Dan McHugh. We are back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Building Resilience Podcast. They play in different arenas, but sports and business have massive similarities. Elite athletes and top business leaders flourish through the physical and psychological demands their high-stress careers place on them. The Building Resilience podcast explores the world of sport and deconstructs the tools and ethos of world-class athletes that can help us create growth and optimize business and life. Come find the Building Resilience podcast on your favorite podcast app.